to God. Here we are live, another podcast morning. Uh, God is on the throne. Jesus is at the right hand. Everything else is going to be just fine. Amen. Hey, I surely love you. I got a dear friend in the studio here with me this morning. Uh, he's had a, uh, you know, you said something, and, I, and I'm not going to ask you to requote it because it was so uh, in the moment sure. about friendship and the power of friendship. But when you get a true God friend, uh, you really get a gift. And we've just have gotten a gift in this family, the Hallam family. And he's come all the way from Texas uh, over there in Aggie, Aggie Nation. Yeah, well, it's actually it God Aggie Nation, yep, but Aggie right. Nation. And they're building a, a mega uh, facility. Thank you, Lord. Uh, just a, a sparked place for the end time, you know, just light of the gospel to go out to the world. And he's here with us, Pastor Brian uh, Hallam. So if you put your hands together here in the studio. For my dear Thank friend. Lord. Thank you. That's Amen. very nice. You came to town. You surprised me. But then I surprised you putting you to work. Yeah. yeah. So. Very, very <laughs> typical. Well, you were actually, so you guys were in Texas. It couldn't have been more than a few weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. And something happened. Um, I guess it was a year and a half ago now. And I feel the Holy Ghost already. I hope I don't get too emotional because I just really, really feel uh, the glory of God in this place. But uh, you said something. Uh, one time to me and you said, you said, you know, I love you. And, and it was, it was not, it's not an uncommon thing to say in our circles to say, I love you otherwise, but I felt it. And I knew that, that God had sent a friend, a co-combatant, a, a, a person that, um, would, would walk alongside you. And, and, and also, uh, one of the things that really stood out to me about you and your family is you are exactly who you appear to be. And, and so I was 30 years old before we started our church. So, uh, and, and just for, for you young ministers out there that are wondering, you know, when to answer the call of God. Well, first off, if God gives you a specific time, do it. But understand, it can take you some time to be prepared Amen. to minister. So for me, it took some time. And so at 30 years old, uh, that's whenever we started our church, but in in starting it, it it immediately shifted me from the armor bearer role, which uh, I served with my whole heart, uh, uh, and and kind of a helps ministry uh, champion, so to speak, for the churches and the men of God that I served. But then in becoming a pastor, I was so shocked, and I don't mean this arrogantly, and nobody in my life like like try to look back and think if I'm talking about you, I'm not talking about you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I was so shocked at how different people were in different situations that are men of God, Amen. that are people of God. And, and uh, so I immediately kind of, uh, Pastor Crystal and I, my wife, we, we got very isolated and, and just said, you know, it's so important to us that our children do not think that men of God are yo-yos. They're hot one day, cold the next, hot one day, cold Amen. the next. And so we literally just said, if we don't ever have a friend, that's okay. And uh, uh, in meeting you guys to see that you wave the banner of faith, you wave the banner of truth, you wave the banner of love, you're not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. I said, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. This is a family Amen. that I can have my, not that we think our family of anything. I'm telling you, we're nothing without God, but through God, we Amen. can do all that's things. Right. 
but we immediately knew this brother, this family, uh, Kim, the children, they are the same whenever they are behind God's holy desk as well as when they are in the back room. So I just want to say publicly how much I love you and how much I appreciate you. And our friendship uh, has become something very, very special, and I value it very much. Likewise. You, 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 you can talk better than me when it comes to that kind of stuff. But ditto, uh, God's put us together, knit us Amen. together for this time, this season, our families Thank together. You, and great power, great heavenly ability and energy is coming out of this relationship. So Thank you, Lord. We talk about each other, but you're here to hear about the wisdom that's in him for this hour. Uh, I want to start it off. Thank you once again, because we could get into mushy. Sure. Stuff, we yep. both have that side of us. But I want to talk about this. You know, when we met you, we noticed this. There was a righteous element. And it wasn't a, a, a righteous, like, holier-than-thou element. It was an authentic, you know, transparent uh, uh, element of just a, a passion for the things of God. It, it, it oozes out of you. It, it oozes from your children, from your marriage. And it really is an uncommon thing. Uh, but you see it. And I, and I love the, 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 just the protection uh, you have for your children and the, the forethought, the, the, the parameters that you've set that we're going to protect our children from everything and anything that's ungodly. And it's so beautiful the way, I mean, from they're not riding with that person in that car. Uh, you know, uh, let me think about it. Let me look. Let me see. Let me perceive. They're not going there. They're, they can't go. Th and it's not control. It, it's more so just a, an, an anointing. It's a love. It's a compassion. So I, I want to ask you a couple things this morning. I want to talk about righteousness because I know that's big to your heart. I want to talk about, you know, how does that look in, a, in an unholy world? Even in the church, there's a lot of unholiness. You know, where does holiness come in? How can we be a, a holy people? And what's the Bible say about it? Well, it's a great question, and it's really a, a great uh, challenge, I think, to the body of Christ as well as uh, to every person. If he made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then we ought not be um, disrupting that. He wouldn't have made us that so that we could go back. You know, I, I like to say it like this, you know, don't go back and roll in the mud that you came out of. Amen. And, and so from a standpoint of, of living righteous and living holy, there's a, there's a, a understanding that we all must have that our righteousness is filthy rags to the mm. Lord, meaning it's not like a self-righteousness ideology. Matter of fact, the most dangerous thing in the body of Christ is a Pharisee. Because a Pharisee looks the part, uh, but they have a form of godliness, and then they deny the power of God. And so a Pharisee, it usually doesn't happen quickly. It usually happens over time. And you end up uh, uh, stomaching things that you, you should not That's stomach good. as a believer. And, and so one of the things that makes the entire kingdom work is love. And so if we get to a place that... Our first thought is to throw somebody away. Mm. We are probably leaning towards a pharisaical nature. And, and that doesn't mean, by the way, you know, the scripture says we worship in spirit and truth. So there is a time when if somebody wants to go over and give themselves over to a reprobate mind, then, then, you know, they've made that decision. But at the exact same time, from a, from a righteousness standpoint, there must be a pursuit of godliness and a Ooh. pursuit of holiness because the first name of the, the, the person of God that is on the planet right now is holy. 
So you cannot have the Holy Ghost without holiness. And so the concept that we have to follow is try to find in the scripture, where does he give us a, a, a map or a recipe? Mm. And if we can find a recipe, then we can bake the cake. But if we don't have the recipe, now, now we got to figure it all out. So that's what the scripture does. It gives us a beautiful recipe that does not allow us to become righteous on our own standards. But what it does allow us to do is to keep the standards of the one who has made us righteous. Well, you said a mouthful there. But the one thing you just said is the, God, the, the person of God that is with us right now, his first name, the description of his first name is holy, being the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, but God who's here on earth now is not Jesus God. It's not God on the throne God. It's Holy Spirit God. That's right. Uh, so if, if we're serving and we're chasing and pursuing a holy God, we better have uh, some kind of elements of holiness yes, sir. in our life. Wow, that's good. Um, you know, we went through a, a couple of points, a couple of things that you gave me last night you were meditating on. Uh, but the one that, that really sticks out, and I know you have a revelation on this. I, I, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to get you to go down that, that path, but we have to. Because uh, everything that happens in, in life is a, is a formed or developed mindset. So in Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2, the Bible talks about uh, uh, mindsets and, and a form of a mindset, acting out of a mindset. You know, so can you kind of help us? I know, you know, I wish we had like, five hours to go through this subject but as we pursue God and as we pursue righteousness a God lifestyle uh, you know how do we you know develop this mind how do we protect our mind you know what is the mindset the mental capacity of a man well I, I think I think a that's a great question thank you for 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 posing it or at least setting up the thought the the first thing I would say is the position of our questions often dictate or uh, they allow us to see what the root of our purpose is. Woo. So if, if my question is, what can I get away with and still be attached to God? Powerful. The root of my, of my purpose is I want to find the perimeter of, of the safety of salvation. Uh. But if the root of my question is, Lord, how can I get so close to you that I never That's touch good. anything else. That's really then good. the root of my question, the root of my purpose is, is, is exposed in my question. So uh, the Lord talks about us as the bride and him being the bridegroom. So you could look at your spouse if you're married and say, hey, wife, uh, how many days a month do I need to come home and still stay married to you? Ooh, go ahead with that. The root of the question it, it, it exposes your purpose. So instead, you don't have to try to not commit adultery if you are trying to love your Come wife. On. That's good. So it's the same thing with God. There has to be a pursuit of God and a pursuit of holiness that then exposes your purpose is not to find out what can I get away with mm. as if I am some uh, uh, child that is intentionally being rebellious exactly the opposite it's how can i get so far away from the world that it has no more hooks in me Ooh, that's good i'm never drawn back to it so romans 12 in verse 1 uh, the scripture says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice first off 
Uh, the other gods that are available to worship, which are demons, but the other gods that are available to worship, they most of the time ask you for a, a martyred life. While we are martyrs, we lay our life down. Many Christians have been martyred. Many more Christians will be martyred. But even though they enter into a beautiful fraternity of other martyrs that their whole life is laid down. And, and every Christian needs to be prepared for this. You need to be prepared that your commitment to God might cost you your very life. And you need to be ready for that. Jesus. However, that doesn't happen every day to everybody. So what he said is, I want you to be a living sacrifice. That means I'm consistently dying to myself. Mm. I am in a perpetual life of death. That means I no longer live. He lives in me. You, so if I have, if, if I'm still getting frustrated at the people who love me, there's a place there where my flesh has been allowed to resurrect Ooh. and I have not crucified it again. I'm supposed to be presenting my life, my body as a living sacrifice. That means you got to decide before you get in traffic that you're not going to lose your salvation just because somebody cuts you off. It's good. You've got to decide before you watch Sean Hannity or Anderson Cooper or somebody else that you're not going to lose your salvation on, because good. some uh, person standing behind a, standing in front of a camera is reading from a screen. You have to die on a consistent basis. See, in the body of Christ, we don't talk about death enough. <laughs> we don't talk about our flesh being laid down for the cause of Christ. We, we don't talk about laying aside the sin. We don't talk about laying aside weight enough. And what happens is we produce a life that looks like the world that might make it to heaven. Ooh, the reality is, is we're not called just to go to heaven. We're called Come to bring on, heaven ahead. right here. Come on, and the way you bring heaven right My here goodness. is you have to pursue God through a living sacrifice. That's powerful. Woo. A living sacrifice. Then the scripture goes on to say, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, I don't want to get caught yeah, up on it too much because it could though, just really that's... roll. Holiness. He said, he said, you're supposed to have a separated lifestyle. That means if you're invited to everything that the world does indefinitely, then the world doesn't know that you're actually holy. Come on, go ahead. The world doesn't know that you're separated. The scripture says this is acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. Now, reasonable is an interesting word in the original language there. It's the word logikos. It's where we get the word logical. In other words, he's saying this is completely logical. Our king took a sinner's cross, carried it up a rock hill, had it laid down, was nailed to it, Mm. and then ultimately gave up his life so that you and I could have life. Therefore, we cannot take a halfway life with our God because our God didn't take a halfway life with us. So it is very logical. It is very reasonable to lay my life down. What is not reasonable is to go find the edge of the parameters of this kingdom. What can I get away with? What is not reasonable is to say, how far can I go from you and you still have a hold of me? No, there's a place out there where prodigal sons will come home. But bless God, if you decide to leave the camp, there's a lot of pigs you're going to be feeding out there. You've got to pursue this God that has rescued us and saved us. And the scripture says it's very reasonable. Mm, I like that. Logical should be normal, should be natural for the believer. 
Uh, it should be natural not to sin. It should be natural to not want to sin. It should be natural to pursue the thing. It should be natural to desire the things of God according to that scripture. I say it like this a lot of times. Uh, when you do something that's just godly, don't look for an attaboy. That's what you should have been doing all along. That's right. You want an attaboy, do something beyond just the reasonable standard. Amen. Amen. Uh, go above and beyond. That, that's so beautiful. Uh, in, in saying this stuff, and, and once again, man, we need so much time together to, to convey this. We talked about yesterday, it's just coming to be, yes, sir. The, the term uh, washing with the word. Thank you, Lord. Or, or brainwashing or washing you know, the world out of you. And it all happens in your mind. We don't have some kind of heart outside we have a blood pumping heart but we don't have a heart outside of the chambers of our brain the you know brain tissue matter that that god has made an intelligent species in and from so when we talk about washing that out in the fuller soap uh, there's a lot that needs to be washed out because there's information there's someone even sitting in here Thank that's you, being challenged a little bit by this because there's still some old stuff stuck in there that wasn't fully dealt with so I, I don't know if we have time to talk about that, the washing, the renewing of the mind, the transforming, uh, you know, of the mind in, in Romans 12 and 2. Yes, sir. No, I, I agree completely. And so the second verse says exactly what you're quoting. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, mm. acceptable and perfect will of God. The first thing a Christian needs to happen when they get born again is they need to get completely brainwashed. I love it. They need to wash out all of the thinking of this world. Because if you do not, what will happen is you will not be able to decipher. That word prove doesn't mean like to verify that God is correct. It means to prove, to be able to discern, to be able to uh, identify what is good, what is acceptable, and what is the perfect will of God. The stress of determining what is correct is unbearable to a human. So what you must be able to do is find out what God says is correct Ooh. and then adjust yourself to mm. believe that. Uh, my wife, uh, Crystal, who is uh, literally the kindest, holiest person I've ever known. And when we got married... Whenever, uh, uh, but, but whenever we got married, we went to uh, uh, a great reception afterwards. But then after the reception, when we were alone, we got on our knees together. We took a large Thompson chain reference Bible. We laid it on a bed and we said, in the name of the Lord Jesus, our opinions die today. And we decree and declare collectively that whatever you say is correct, Lord, we have changed our mind immediately to agree with your word. Mm. And if we do not know what your Bible says about a topic, we will not establish our opinion until we find out what your Bible says about a topic. Because if you don't know what the Bible says about a topic, you don't know what correct is. And if you don't know what correct is, then you cannot verify what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So he says you cannot be conformed to this world or you should not be conformed to this world, which literally means to take the mold or the shape thereof. And many churches in America, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but they have decided to try to figure out how worldly they can be and still preach Jesus. In other words, they have taken the shape of the world. I, uh, our children are, are very uh, 
uh, very involved in, in different activities and whatnot. So we're around the world all the time. We're around uh, worldly people all the time. I don't mean that arrogant. I just mean worldly people. And I'm telling you, sometimes it is very difficult to discern who is actually a Christian yes. and who is not a Christian by Sad their declaration the because their life looks exactly like the rest of the world. They're still drinking their Bud Light ahead, or Miller Light on the weekends. They're still sticking the little Copenhagen in their lip and saying, well, I just like doing it because I weld or I'm country or whatever you are. I got all these different things that are completely against the things of God, mm. completely against the standards of God, but you are conformed to the world. Whew. So the scripture says to be transformed. Everybody say transformed. Transformed. That word is the word that we get metamorphosis from. In other words, a caterpillar crawls along in the dirt and eats, uh, crawls along on sticks and eats leaves until one day it goes into a secret place, a hiding Go place. Ahead. And when it's Go in ahead. that hiding place, everybody's looking at it and say, where's the caterpillar? It used to walk here and I used to be able to see it every day. And the only way that that caterpillar can actually transform is it's actually going to have to get into a secure personal space where nothing else can affect That's it beautiful. for a season. And then it comes out of that season and the same wind that caused the limbs and the sticks to bash its head is the wind that it now rides Ooh, on as a metamorphosized butterfly. So you've got to get to the place where you transform. And the scripture says that we're not transformed because, you know, we, we, we never slip up. It doesn't say we're not transformed because, you know, all these other things have happened or we've memorized all 7,000 verses of the Bible or we've uh, now we know every word to every Christian song on the radio. The Bible says we are transformed by renewing our mind. Jesus. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, could have been translated mind, same word, could have been translated mind. He says, as a man thinks, so, so is he. he. You have to renew your mind. It's got to be constantly made new. That word renew is the word renewing. Now, ing does something very interesting to a mm. word. When you put ing on the end of a word, it means it's supposed to keep happening. Ah, so if I cooked a cake yesterday, that's past tense. If I will cook a cake tomorrow, that's in my future. But if I am cooking right now, then I am in the process thereof. The Bible says you are supposed to be renewing. You should be consistently in the process of renewing your mind. Ooh. And when you're able to do this, when you're in that process, now you have the ability to verify what is good. What is acceptable? What is the will of God? In a society where literal, what they call scientists, can't even tell you what a man or a woman is, you have to renew your mind on a regular basis Amen. so that you can verify what is good and acceptable to our God. And life is found right in what you're saying. I agree. So many people have gotten so stale because they've gotten out of this process. If you stay in this process of renewing, and back to the, the washing your mind, they, they use that term against the holy church as if it's bad. If you just simply look at the term, it doesn't say controlling your mind. It doesn't say manipulate. Now, they use it to say that because Satan tries to twist things. Now, if we went into doctrines of devils, we won't have time. But that's just, Satan doesn't make a new scripture. He just twists the original scripture. 
But we're not trying to control your mind. We're trying to use the goodness, the truth, the element of God, the Word of God, uh, to make room for the goodness of God. So when you hear washing your mind, you should want, I want, I said yesterday to you, God, if you could get the scrub brushes of heaven and wash every little area of my mind today, I want the world out of my mind. It'd be such an easier life because what you contend with, what breeds a bad day, what breeds an attitude, what breeds a, you know, a poor, just all kind of emotions are the things of this world. If you remove those things, you don't have to contend with those That's things. Right. So our, our, our cry should be, wash my brain, get this stuff out of me, uh, get the remnant, get the, the leftover little crumbs of life, the perversion of sickness, of disease, of images, wash it, cleanse me, you know extract it from me whether it's painful or not get it out of me thank you lord should be our mindset and that's what the the power of the word of god a person in ing that's right uh, you know in ing you should continually uh want that brain cleaned and and make room for make ready for oh come on uh can we close with something i mean time went so fast i don't think we did a podcast i think we like set a tone for you know christianity i think we preached a little bit but if we we take the i don't know about uh five ten minutes to start closing or land this plane if we can well i'll just say this number one i'm so thankful for new way church because this is a real church you're a real pastor and there's a there's a standard to our god if if you want to go back to what you were saved from the, the first question is, mm. why were you saved from it in the first place? If, if the world still entices you, then there's an element where we have to get our mind made new. Now, now I play with, 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 with words to you know, try to see what God was trying to really say to us. I like to go back to the original language as, as, as best we can. But that word renewing, of course, the ING means that it, it, it's happening right Continual. now. Continual. But when you put R-E on the front of the word, it means it's happening again. So if I visit Florida, that might be my first time. But if I revisit, that means I have done it before, but I am doing it again. So he's saying your mind has to be made new again consistently. And in the process of this, it begats the metamorphosis of a Christian life. Now, uh, just think about this for one second. Who in here has been born again for over five years? Just wave one hand at me. How about over 10 years? There are things 10 years ago you might could have done and not been convicted of that now you are convicted at a higher level. Uh, when, When I started my church, there was a song that I really feel like the Lord just allowed me to utilize in 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 a in that birthing time and and I went and bought a piano I didn't know how to play piano I went and bought a piano I got on YouTube University come on somebody (laughs) and I learned how to play piano enough that I could play this song and I could sing this song in our house because it was such a birthing time and the lyrics are very simple it's Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise when you renew your mind when you go through the washing of the water of the word of God to allow your mind to be renewed. You know, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. 
our, if we have the mind of Christ, there's things that we should not tolerate yeah, getting on. in there. So whenever we are renewing our mind, he doesn't call us to a lower place and he doesn't call Jesus. us to stay the same. He calls us to a higher place of praise. And you don't have to try not to hit your mark. To miss it, all you have to do is shut your engines off. Go ahead. If you took a ship and you tried to sail for Portugal today and you said, you know what, I, I think I want to miss Portugal, you don't have to aim for Spain. All you have to do is turn the motor off. And that's the way it is for a Christian. If you're not pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ, if you are not renewing your mind daily, mm. then there is an element of you that is being conformed to this world and you are not being transformed out of the concepts and thought patterns that the world is putting on you, whether you know it or not. So it requires this for us to have, and I believe, Pastor, to stimulate the end time harvest that God is trying Ooh, to see come, come on. in. That's good. Beautiful word. So much in that, isn't there? <laughs> what do you say? Where do we go from here? Uh, we, I'd say this, Lord, help us. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help us. We got work to do. We mm. need heaven's help. Uh, Lord, may your word once again be what you intended it to be to us. Thank you, Lord. May, may it be a living organism. May it be full of life. May it be full of heaven energy. May it be full of ability to us. Uh, may it be a, a flowing river to us. May there be life in it to us. May it be the, the very breath of our spirit life. May it be found in the word of God. Oh, we thank you, Lord, thank for you, your Lord. word that propels us, that brings us to new levels, to new heights. And we thank you today, Lord, that it was spoken in season, that this was God-breathed. This wasn't just a regular old, uh, you know, planned thank podcast. You, Lord, Lord uh, you breathed this message uh, into society. These words now uh, will travel uh, throughout the world in, in the void of space till someone has uh, ears to hear or to catch them, to receive them. Uh, but Lord, today we thank you for the adjustments you, that are being made in our life. Uh, those who heard this initially for the first time, we thank you, Lord, that there are adjustments now required. There's action uh, now that has to take place uh, by us. This was a, a, a the direction by God. Uh, this was a, 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 a steering, a, a set target by God, and we must take aim now, and we must Thank hit you, this Lord. target in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray, if possible, uh, wash us, cleanse us, Thank cleanse you, our minds, cleanse where we store information. Uh, get in with a little brush into the little hidden parts of our brain. And may we be made new. May we pursue you on a high level in Jesus' you, mighty name, I pray. Amen. Before Amen. we go, tell us about your church. Tell us how we can watch you, how we can find you. And then, uh, hey, you're going to be here tomorrow night. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't Amen. wait. Yeah, shout out to New Heights Church there in College Station, Texas. If you're, if you're ever in Texas, we'd love to have you come and, and visit. I promise we'll have a Holy Ghost time. We'll have a... Uh, a great encounter with God. We are building a, a beautiful facility. Yes. I, I thank God. You know, 
uh, we, we came out here on a little vacation. We're staying on the, on the beach and having a, a good time. But literally right now this morning, they're switching over the, the power. They're turning on the, the electricity mega, mega in our power. huge building. 35,000 square feet. We're lighting up that thing today so that the elevators were can, delivered yesterday. Oh, my gosh, yeah. elevators. It's, it's, a, it's a Holy Ghost time. So I thank God for that. And then also, Pastor, I am so excited. God has stirred me up. Uh, for tomorrow night. I'm very excited right here at New Way. I like to say it like this, you know, midweek matters. You know, there's a there's a place there, you know, it's not like, well, what does a Christian need to do or have to do? Again, the 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 context or the position in the question oftentimes dictates the purpose of your heart. I love that. So for us, man, I can't hardly, we get done with church on Sunday. I'm ready for Wednesday before Wednesday mm, gets there. I'm ready on. for Wednesday before Sunday evening. And so I'm Holy very Ghost, excited about yes. what God's going to do tomorrow. When I walked in the back doors of your church on Sunday morning, I knew this is a place where God moves and I am expecting God to do miracles, mm. signs and wonders. If you have somebody that needs a touch Go from God, bring them. Matter of fact, pick up the phone and bring them to church right here at New Way Church tomorrow night at 645. We're going to have a time in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Well, we love you. Another podcast day completed. We'll see you Wednesday night. Get someone, bring them, go to the hospital, empty the hospital. I don't know. We're going to lay hands on somebody, everybody, everything that's got breath or life. Until next time, God bless you. We love you. Amen. Amen. Come on.